This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. A lot of other news to talk about. Plenty of time today for your calls and your texts. But let's start today, as mentioned, with this Alberta budget yesterday. I guess not a lot of big surprises in that we're facing a, a fairly massive deficit and will continue to do so for the foreseeable future. But there are some shocking numbers here. By the time we get to the next election, we'll be looking at accumulated debt of $71 billion. Right? So, so there's some, some shocking statistics in this budget. And once again, it looks as though the government is waiting for oil revenues to come to the rescue. And given how much we're spending... That's going to take a while. Joining us for some further thoughts is the opposition finance critic, Wild Rose MLA for Strathmore Brooks, and new dad, by the way, Derek Fildebrandt. Uh, Derek, congrats on that, but uh, thanks for your time here today. Thank you for welcoming me to the club. Oh, well, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's quite a club, let me tell you. All right, so um, why don't I put the question to you this way, though. Did, did anything surprise you in that budget yesterday? Well, we expected uh, big spending. We expected a big deficit. Uh, but I genuinely did not think the deficit was going to be this big. Uh, you know, last year's deficit was an all-time record high of uh, $10.5 billion. I expected that as revenues uh, were going up this year, that that deficit would come down a little bit. I, 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 I thought it would be about $8 billion, which is still an absolutely gargantuan deficit in and of itself. And we wouldn't have excused that, but I thought that that's where it would come in. I'm genuinely surprised to see that they took every single last dollar of new revenue and put it towards new spending, which has kept our deficit at an all-time record high. And uh, that was that was the surprise to me. But, uh, you know, I, I need to stop being surprised by these guys because just when I think that they really couldn't get any more irresponsible with our money, I'm, I'm proven wrong every time. Well, and, you know, what was also weird about it yesterday, Derek, is that, you know, that first they made the claim that, hey, we're, we're keeping spending growth to population and inflation, and that turned out not to be the case. Uh, they, they had some conflicting numbers in their own document about what our debt-to-GDP uh, debt ratio is, what it's going to be in a couple of years. Um, so we're not even getting straight answers from them. No. Um, they also have a very bad habit. Uh, the time is what you said. They have a bad habit of exceeding the budget every single year within year. Um, now, one thing that government's been doing for a very long time, even before the New Democrats, is never actually budgeting for disasters. We, uh, every year for the last decade, the province has spent between four and $500 million every single year on disaster and emergency spending, but they only uh, budget a small, fragment, uh, a small segment of that. And uh, they do that because they, it brings their deficit in lower at the beginning of the year when they're presenting it and allows them at the end of the year when they overspend on a bunch of other items to be able to point towards a disaster and say, oh, well, that's, that's why we went over budget. So the NDP went significantly over budget this year. Um, this year, we're spending about $3 billion more uh, than the NDP promised we would be spending this year in their first budget. So um, nobody really looking at the NDP right now sees very much credibility and their ability to even stay within the budget that they're setting. And, and these budgets are entirely and incredibly irresponsible in and of themselves. But they've shown that they don't have very much credibility when it comes to even sticking to those budgets. They're probably going to exceed them. 
Now, the NDP did inherit a deficit situation, obviously. We, we've gone through uh, an ec- economic slowdown uh, over the last couple of years. So, so clearly there are some challenges. Is it realistic to think that, that in the here and now, Derek, we, we'd be in a balanced budget situation? Uh, you're very correct to point out that they inherited a, a deficit. Um, we've been running deficits since 2007. Yeah. Um, it, this is a long-standing problem. Nobody blames them for inheriting a, de- a deficit. But they have to eventually stop blaming everybody else. I mean, we all like to blame other people for <laughs> things, um, but they're the government now, and they need to take responsibility for that. And they're not only not fixing the problem, they're making it markedly worse. Our debt is going to hit $70 billion, sorry, $1 billion by the next election under the best-case scenario. That is, if oil hits $70 a barrel, if we get two pipelines built that are actively producing revenue at those times, under a best-case scenario, our debt will triple from the time the NDP came into office. Um, no one expected them to be able to balance the budget uh, the first year in government, but they promised to do it by 2018. Then they moved it to 2019, and then they moved it to 2020. And then in last year's budget, they uh, changed the rules so that they didn't have to do long-term budgeting anymore and got rid of any balanced budget pledge whatsoever. It's not even a theoretical exercise for them anymore. So uh, they could absolutely balance the budget, we believe, over a two- to three-year time period. Uh, the Wild Rose, uh, Brian Jean and I, released a set of recommendations uh, a few days ago about how we believe we can, we can cut spending, cut taxes, uh, fire up our economy again, and get back to a balanced budget within three years. Um, unfortunately, the NDP take any suggestion that uh, the government spends a single dollar more than it does uh, as an indication that uh, cutting a single dollar of spending would result in a cataclysmic shutdown of the entire government. Right. And you mentioned those recommendations. Um, you know, people have said, well, why haven't the Wild Rose put out an entire shadow budget? What do you say to that? Well, you can call this document whatever you like. You can call it, you can call it a shadow budget. You can call it budget recommendations. Uh, you can give it whatever title you want, but it's a clear and a credible plan to get back to a balanced budget. We identified in considerable detail $2.6 billion of immediate operational savings of wasteful or excessive government uh, spending that we could cut this year alone. That's uh, $1.2 billion for uh, eliminating the carbon tax flush fund, uh, over $300 million for a, uh, for, uh, a hiring freeze, uh, across the government with exceptions for needed positions like crown prosecutors and uh, teachers for, as a few examples, and uh, over $200 million for a salary freeze across the government That's, uh, and uh, a number of other smaller measures that all add up to $2.6 billion this year. And we also uh, announced our plan for a broader fiscal reform commission, a sort of fiscal dragon's den of experts in the public sector and the private sector who would be charged with where to find efficiencies within government, where you know, to challenge every single dollar that we're being spent. You know, should the government be doing something? And if we should be doing it, are we getting the best value possible for taxpayers' money? And they would be charged with finding savings to bring us to a balanced budget within three years, which I think is entirely doable. Because as revenues go up, and while I'm not entirely confident in the NDP's rosy projections, as revenues do go up, um, if we can keep spending under, or get spending under control and freeze it, uh, we can get to a balanced budget by uh, fiscal year 2019-20. 
Well, as it stands now, it doesn't appear as though that's going to happen. Uh, you mentioned the, the debt figure we're looking at, at best-case best scenario, $71 billion. I mean, it gives the 2019 election some, some additional urgency. Uh, Derek, I think after this weekend, there's going to be a lot of talk about where conservatives go from here, what kind uh, of an opposition the, the NDP are going to be facing in 2019. Where, where's your sense of where we're at and where we're going here? Well, um, you know, Brian Jean and I and the Wild Rose have been talking for about a year and a half about the path forward for conservatives in Alberta. Um, you know, people know I'm, I'm a diehard Wild Rose. I believe in this party and I've, I stood through it through its toughest times. But uh, the NDP's radicalness and uh, absolute recklessness with the future of this province have forced all of us to think bigger than ourselves. And I, it's no secret I support bringing conservatives together in a single, united, uh, principled and grassroots conservative party before the next election. Uh, both uh, Brian Jean has said that uh, if a PC leader is selected as a dance partner, uh, that he will meet with him and, uh, and we will negotiate in good faith to, to make that a reality. And it, uh, it appears uh, extremely likely that uh, tomorrow Jason Kenney is going to uh, be that dance partner and i'm i'm optimistic that if we uh put alberta first uh, before ourselves before our parties before our own personal interests that we're going to be able to create uh, a united grassroots and principled conservative party uh that'll take this province back from from an accidental government uh that i hope will be the first one-term government in the history of alberta all right. We'll leave it there. Derek, have a great weekend. Thanks for making some time for us here today. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for the opportunity. All right. Take care. Derek Fildebrandt, Wild Rose, MLA Strathmore Brooks, uh, official opposition finance critic. 403-974-8255 is our number. We'll come back. Your thoughts on the budget, your thoughts as well, on where Alberta politics goes from here. It is a big weekend for the PC party. They'll elect a new leader. Looks likely to be Jason Kenney, and he's got a plan for uniting the right. So some interesting days ahead. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.